0: Welcome again to a Beatles program that we call Things We Said Today. This is a weekly show in which we talk about what's going on in the news with the Beatles. I'm Ken Michaels, one of the co hosts known for my other Beatles program called Every Little Thing, being joined by my co host, the man on the West Coast, Mr. San Francisco himself. That being Steve Marinucci of Beatles Examiner fame. Hi, Steve.
1: Hi, Ken. Mr. San Francisco, I'm not even there.
0: (laughs) Well, you're close to San Francisco. I am
1: close to it. I am, well, I'm closer than you. Let's put it that way.
0: (laughs) Australia is closer to me.
1: Well, well, I mean, well, well, I'm closer than you are to to San Francisco, but anyway, whatever. All right.
0: So on today's show, I thought we'd talk about two particular topics, and one of them is something that I think... um, only broke, news-wise, either today or yesterday.
1: It was yesterday.
0: And it's a brand new EP. It's a digital download, and it's free from iTunes. And it's called Four. And uh, actually the full title is Four, John Paul, George, and Ringo. And it's one song each from the Beatles as solo artists. And I found this really interesting. The uh, four songs, by the way, from John, you've got Love from the Plastic Ono Band album. From Paul, you got Call Me Back Again from the Wings album, Venus and Mars. From George, you got Let It Down from All Things Must Pass. And from Ringo, Walk With You, his duet with Paul that's on the Why Not album. So we have these four songs available for free all of a sudden. And uh, this was a nice surprise. Really, really surprised me. I certainly wasn't expecting anything like this to come out. And I uh, just want to know, first of all, our thoughts, both of our thoughts on something like this coming out and the fact that it's free. Steve?
1: I downloaded it this morning. Um, I was tied up yesterday, so I didn't really get to do it. But uh, I listened to it today, and it sounds great. I like the fact that um, that there's a couple of, I guess there's a couple of what you could call deep tunes I don't know that love is is particularly deep but call me back again is kind of deep uh-huh. um and walk with you is is I mean that that was great. I'm sure they all had you know they all had their reasons for picking the songs. I'd love to know what each of them were. You can guess that call me back again was because you know Paul's reissuing Venus and Mars and give himself a little uh, plug on that and let it down from all things must pass. Goes along with the issue of the George Harrison box set. You know, Walk with You is a great pick just because it's a great song, and mm-hmm. of course, it's got the two of them on there. Love is just is a is a classic chestnut, and I'm guessing I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Yoko is a little sentimental, getting a little sentimental there. You know, um, with that one, uh, that's the reason why she picked that one, and it's also a great song too. Uh-huh. but but yeah i would love to know the reason the exact reason why they picked each one but i think it's great and somebody on facebook um wondered if maybe this is to be, this is uh in advance of an album of the four of them uh separately like that and that's an interesting thought i'm not sure that they would i can imagine them dividing you know figuring out how the royalties would be divided and you know, going and, and and that kind of thing. And I, I kind of don't see that happening, but maybe it will. That would be interesting.
0: Wow. What do you think? Well, first of all, I love the fact that this was done. I don't know why these four songs were chosen. And I don't know. I never even, it never even dawned on me really that uh, Call Me Back Again because it's from Venus and Mars, which is about to come out, the remaster in November, and uh, Let It Down, which is also... A very deep cut, albeit from a very popular album. Mm-hmm. You never hear "Let It Down" being played on the radio. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I, 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 maybe I'm a little. You know, I'm. It's a song that I've always really liked and listened to a lot. So, but yeah, I suppose. Uh, but in
0: terms of radio airplay, these are all deep cuts. I mean, "Love" got has gotten decent airplay through the years, but not uh, the kind of airplay that a hit single would have. Okay, it was an album cut, you know, and. Um, it really intrigues me, these four songs, why they were chosen. I don't really think it's because of, uh, you know, the Harrison box and and Venus and Mars, why the George and the Paul were chosen that way. But the whole thing, what, what's far more important than all this mm-hmm. is packaging the four solo Beatles together for anything. And this has never been done before. Right. I mean, yeah, that be-
1: that is definitely a first.
0: Yeah, Uh, I remember being surprised when something like The Best of George Harrison came out and they mixed The Beatles with the solo George there. And that even was repeated later on with the Imagine John Lennon soundtrack, Mm -hmm. which was released really as a a John Lennon album, albeit a soundtrack, but it had Beatles recordings and solo John together. But you've never seen any kind of a package... Where you've got all four of them, well, and and put together where it's just the four of them.
1: Mm-hmm, there have been bootlegs that have done this kind of thing.
0: Well, that's bootlegs. I'm right, talking no, about. you're
1: right about you're right about a, a legitimate release.
0: Yeah, but I mean the the whole idea of packaging the four of them individually, where they have had their own careers and have had success each of them on their own, and just because of the fact that they were once in the biggest band of all time. Putting the four of them together, is it a good idea to put out packages later on of any kind of collection, be it an EP of four songs or a full album's worth, and packaging them in such a way that it's the Beatles, it's a continuation of the Beatles? I think I think you have
1: to say it is, for the simple reason that, number one, it hasn't been done before. It's, it's different, and it's not something – I mean, people are always saying, you know, with good reason – that all we get is the same stuff over and over again. Well, this isn't kind of, I mean, uh, these songs, and assuming that they, you know, if they were to do an album, assuming they would throw in a couple of unreleased tracks, which would be interesting. But this is something that hasn't been done before. So, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's I think it's a good thing. And not only that, you, you, what you said about the, the flow, playing the songs back to back, you know, back to back to back to back, it's it's great the way they they did that. It's almost like some radio programmer did it. You didn't, do, you didn't have anything to do with this, right?
0: <laughs> no, but, you know, I've been doing radio programs on the Beatles now since 1982, where I mixed the group and the solo together. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like one long, continuous body of work. And it all flows. I don't really separate the two. To me, it's just, like I said, one long, continuous body of work. But... Um, You know, for for the longest time, you know, there's a part of me that thinks of the Beatles as, you know, together, the greatest group of all time. And then I'm Mm -hmm. proud of the fact that I'm so supportive of each of the four of them as individuals. But then you're grouping the four of their solo works together and you're packaging it as if it's a Beatles album. And there are a lot of fans who have done something like this through the years. Mm
1: -hmm. They put
0: together their own collections like this is 1970, you know. Right. Something from each of the four of them from that year, in 1971. Sure. These are four randomly picked cuts from different years. Hey, Why Not is a, is a fairly new album with Walk With You on it. So, um, you know, I like the idea that this could give exposure to young people or even older people who have never really explored the solo music before. And, hey, it's free. What's there to lose? Right. So... You're going to get a chance to hear four songs here for free. Download it. It can go to your computer or wherever you want it to go. And that alone is a good thing. But is it a good thing to package the four solo Beatles together as if they only have an identity as Beatles?
1: Now that's an That's an interesting thought. I think, you know, obviously, I'm sure this is something that they debated themselves, knowing the way they look, you know, they um, they deal with these beetle issues, you know, the fact that um, they know every time something like this comes up, you know, somebody somewhere is going to say something. Um, Not, you know, not because you just said that. I'm just saying that, you know, beetle things get torn apart and debated and, you know, from every angle. Mm -hmm. And so it's not surprising that somebody would think that way, but um, I would think that given the fact that um the way they named it they named it four and um you know they basically this is not the Beatles as a group this is the Beatles separately and i don't think there's going to be any confusion really i don't think that's going to happen they they are using the Beatles identity there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. but heck every every Beatles solo release uses the Beatles identity because that's what they were so i don't see it that that's a big issue myself. Do
0: you? I, I don't know if I agree with what you just said. Every solo release uses the Beatles' identity. When Paul and Ringo put out new albums, they try to promote those albums, and they either perform it live, or they do interviews and they talk about it, and they're bombarded with Beatle questions. No doubt about it. And sometimes, especially as we've talked about, Paul in particular likes to use the Beatles sometimes to help his record sell.
1: Yeah, and one of the places they promote their albums is on the Beatles' website. They all do. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, I see the good and the bad in this. mm -hmm. I like the fact that for so many people, and look, the majority of people in the world who know the Beatles' music basically know the group, and they know some of the solo stuff. Right. It's a very small percentage of fans like us that have listened to all the solo music and know it well. So for all the people out there who are not that knowledgeable about the solo music, what could be better than be offered some songs for free? So in that regard, I think it's a great idea. I just don't know if I like the idea of them being packaged together.
1: I I don't, again, I don't think the confusion, I don't think there's any confusion. I think what it does, and it does, I think it does what they intended to do, is to showcase the, um, Talents of the four individual Beatles, and not the, Be- uh, you know, and not them as a group. You know, they they're they're pushing their solo their solo work, and I'm uh, interested to see where this goes. You know, if they do something else at some point down the road, but I, I I think it's a good move. I think I I think it's about time actually that they do something like this because basically when they've promoted solo stuff before, they've kind of you know it's kind of been an afterthought. It's like, oh, here, you know, here's Paul's album, here's George's album, but now they're now they're pushing all four of them at once and they're telling people, "Hey, there are albums out there that you may not have discovered, you know, and they're giving you a taste of the of the four, you know, the four Beatles." And and very good. I mean, they as we we were saying, they pick some very nice uh, uh
0: tracks. Uh-huh. So, I think I think it's a good move. I think it's the the move. issue with me is not how good the songs are. <laughs> the issue with me is how it's presented and no, actually, I, understand. I understand you know, and
1: i don't, i don't i don't see again any confusion with the Beatles at all none I think anybody who looks at this will look at it as as uh the Beatles as solo artists uh look at look at and that's why they they didn't call it the Beatles they called it john paul George and ringo right for for a reason and and so i don't I don't see the confusion at all, not at all so Okay, do you still feel that way? I mean, come out, come out of this and, and say again, you know how you how you look at it.
0: I, I see the good and the bad in this. Okay, you know I, I love the fact that it's being given for free to people that don't know the music. Okay, it, you know it's what could be better than that.
1: Well, I well, think I'll, the free part of it is really the lesser aspect. I think it's it's the. Promotion of the—I mean, obviously that's a big deal because you know it wouldn't get distributed nearly as much as it as it will. But I think it's this—it's the songs themselves and it's the careers themselves. It, it gives a um, a new—it um, it it, it puts shines a new light on on their solo careers. And 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 uh, you know, so I think that's I think that's a great I think that's a great thing.
0: Okay, well, there's there's other ways of looking at it. I okay. see your point of view. But at the same time, I just don't like having to use the association of the four of them together to sell the record, although it's not really being sold, being presented this way. Okay. I wouldn't want the only reason why the solo music to sell in the future because they were in the Beatles or because they're packaged together. They Mm -hmm. should sell by themselves individually.
1: Well, they have been since... I
0: know that, but (laughs) I'm just saying this has not been done before. This is something entirely new, and this really intrigues me, the fact that this was done. Okay. So um, the other thing that we're going to talk about has to deal with um, the George tributes. Uh,
1: Yeah, it has to do more with with, uh, solo stuff again. We're talking all solo stuff today. Somebody posted on Facebook, and I posted it. Um, complaining about the fact that there were so many young artists involved in the George tribute, both this week's Conan O'Brien tribute and next week's the, the tribute concert in Los Angeles. And, um, I, I, go ahead you go first on this one, Ken. I'll let you, I'll let you go first.
0: Well, I actually think that the way that the George tributes, and this applies to everything all the tributes that have been done, the John tributes, the Concert for George, Mm -hmm. the Beatles tribute, the the CBS special back in February. I like the fact that new artists are doing Beatles music because it just proves that the Beatles are relevant to artists of today. Mm -hmm. And I I like the fact that overall you mix the veteran artists with the new artists. Um, Although, that being said, and we both said this, Uh, either on our last show or maybe it was two shows ago, I think the concert for George was probably the greatest tribute show ever. And part of the reason for that is because all the artists who were in that show were artists that were important to George,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: who were very close to George, that meant something to him. So I think that concert carried so much more weight for that reason. But when you do see... The new and the old mixed together, I think it sends a powerful statement that, you know, the Beatles are not just appealing to the people of the generation that grew up with them initially in the 60s. It's not just for the first generation of fans. It's for the people from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the last decade and today. And when you present the Beatles that way, it, it, it uh, you know, it's it it just tells you that the Beatles are not just part of the past. They're an ongoing thing. And they influence... Artists from every decade and every genre of music. And I think that when you do something like the CBS special or what's being done in L.A. right now with George, you're getting Brian Wilson there mixed with members of The Killers. You're getting Nora Jones in there mixed with members of Spoon, you know, and that's a good thing. The only thing that I would complain about, and actually I think a few people commented about this after the CBS special, is that. While I love the CBS special because, like I said, it mixed the old with the new, and I, I love seeing Jeff Lynn up there. love seeing Danny up there and Joe Walsh and those people. You didn't really have the people, just a few people, from the 60s and from the British invasion, the real heavyweights. There was nobody like a Mick Jagger there. There was nobody right. from the Who there. Somebody, especially with, a, with the Deep Beatles connection, Eric Clapton, was not part of that. Um, A Rod Stewart, or even Elton John, who came on longer, uh, I mean, uh, the late 60s into the 70s, even people like that, the real icons, you didn't have those people. And the, the 60s people, the British Invasion, the great groups of the 60s, the legendary ones, the iconic ones, they're not representing the Beatles. But I still love the mix of what I've seen, but I would like to see some of those other people in there. You know, I found it rather strange. When you think back to the CBS special, why wasn't Mick Jagger there or Keith Richards? Why wasn't uh, Roger Daltrey or Pete Townsend there? People Mm -hmm. like that. Anyone, whether it's individually or the band. But at the same time, it's very important to have the older generation mixed with the new and people in between. And I like that approach. And that's what Yoko in particular has done very well with the Lennon tributes that have been done. The only time that it was done differently was the concert for George, which, as as I just said, I treasure that concert. Right. You know, um, but I do like that other approach, and I think that it's making a statement when you mix the old with the new together. So I like it for that reason.
1: Well, I have a, a slightly different opinion. Okay. I, I don't mind mixing the old and the new at all, as long as the... The versions are good. There have right. been some very good modern versions of Beatles songs. There have been some very bad modern versions of Beatles songs uh, uh, and solo songs. And one of them was Beck's Wawa. I thought that was terrible. I I tried. I I, I listened to it. I watched it. I tried to give it every you know all the room I could to, to to like it. And he just rushed through it. Really didn't and really didn't care about it. Hmm. On the other hand, Paul Simon's version of um, "Here Comes the Sun" was beautiful. Right, it was absolutely wonderful, and because he put a little bit, of, you know, he, I don't know, I wouldn't want to call it respect. I don't, I don't know that that's the term. But there was, it was just better. You know, it was just done. It was beautiful. Right. I don't, and and that the same thing goes for the. You know, The Night That Changed America, there were some really nice versions of Beatles songs. There were some ones that, you know, that I could kind of go, oh, okay. You know, and, I mean, there's been a lot of Beatles songs done by other people. I mean, I'm thinking of the Glee, which I actually have not heard, but I've heard enough Glee to know that I'm probably going to sit there and cringe if I watch it or if I listen to it. I did try and sit through uh, Across the Universe, and I've yet to- to get through that, really, um, I, uh, I, I did. I, I can think of some really good, Beatle tributes. All this in World War II, which unfortunately is not on CD at the moment. Um, but that's a great Beatle tribute. If you sit and listen to that, we, even if if it has all the, the strings and everything, it's still you know done really well. Of course, that's a that's what you would call old because it's you know it's a couple of it's a couple of decades old, but still. You know, but it, I think the dividing line has to be whether it's good or bad. If somebody does a really good version, I don't mind it. If it's a bad version, and, and a bad version can be done by somebody old too, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's the that's the dividing line. And in the case of Conan, so far you've had one really good and one really bad.
0: So okay, well that's that's your opinion there. The mm-hmm. thing about this is that it's all subjective anyway. Right, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, you know you can have, like you said, you can have older artists doing bad versions. There are some cover versions of Beatles songs that I love that some people don't care for. So there's some
1: that are particularly bad that that are actually fun to listen to. Uh, the Kathy Barbarian uh, operetta versions from the '60s are hilarious, but they're fun. They're fun to hear. The I uh, can't remember his first name, Van Dyke. Uh, organ versions that sound like uh, Toccata and Fugan D minor sound like E-Power Bigs does the Beatles. Um, Those are hilarious, but they're also fun to listen to. Uh Um, But, um, you know, there's there's some great cover versions and there's some not so great. uh, But in the case of, you know, who should do it, young versus old, obviously, you know, the question is, I mean, who does it well? That's really the case. And some people do it good and some people don't. I wouldn't divide the the tribute next week, for example, saying all the people, all the older, older people do good, and everybody else isn't going to do that because you never know what what's going to come out of some of those you know some of those talented groups. Um, they may find a new twist in doing those Beatles songs that you know that nobody had tried before, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. But uh, I understand where he. Where he came from when he said, "You know, all these younger groups. It'd be fine if they it, if they were all like Beck and didn't care." That's one. You know, that's probably a good point. But I don't. That's not really the case. There are some you good know, you, young Beagle cuts. I mean, that CBS special did have some some good Beagle cuts. And by the way, if anybody from Apple is listening, please release that thing on DVD,
0: please. <laughs> you have so. a tendency, Steve, to say something as though it's fact. You know, when you talk about Beck as though he didn't care, you don't know if he cared or not.
1: Well, I'm, I, I, I mean, the way he tossed that thing off, I, I just, it just would seem to me that he did not. And I think anybody that watched that would have to agree. I'm, I'm being critical. You know, that's what I am. Right. But uh, you know, I, I, I do think he kind of tossed it off a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, for the most part, I agree with just about everything you said. There's a lot of new. Artists out there that can give you very interesting arrangements of Beatles songs. And going back to the CBS special, I liked Imagine Dragons. They did a nice version of um, Revolution. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the veterans, I thought when uh, the Eurythmics did Fool on the Hill, I thought that was brilliant, that particular uh, performance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of things. I wasn't crazy about some of the new artists, and that's bound to happen. But I also think that Beatles fans, so many of them have such high standards and there are a lot of Beatles fans that don't even care about covers at all, right. How can they compare it to the originals and I understand that point of view totally. You know how can anything compete to the Beatles' arrangements of their own songs but then there are some people who feel otherwise
1: i used to i used to get uh, i I don't so much get into it anymore only because I, I don't really have time to go looking for them but I got into covers a long time ago, and there are some there are some great covers out there um one that comes to mind is uh, "Tomorrow Never Knows" by Monsoon. Are you familiar with that
0: one? Not that one. No. Look,
1: look that one up on the on the on. Uh, it's on YouTube. It starts out with a tabla, I believe it is, and and uh, and it's 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 gorgeous. Every time I hear that thing, I, I just it, it just amazes me how good that is. Um, anybody that hasn't heard that one, I suggest you go looking for it on YouTube. It's it's wonderful. It's really one of my top five I think, in terms of Beatle covers, and mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of them, and this, is, and this has been out for many years. Um,
0: well, in general, I tend to like different arrangements of Beatles songs, but I think we're drifting off the subject here between Beatle covers and sure. their tributes. They're two really different things. If you talk about the music of all this in World War II, I don't know if I'd call that a tribute. You know, there are cover versions of Beatles songs set to a movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the artists who, who recorded those those versions were thinking, hey, I'm doing this as a tribute.
1: True. That's that's, that's possibly
0: true. It's a different approach altogether. But here we're talking about performances, live performances. Right. So, you know, I can certainly understand the point of view of wanting someone from that generation closely associated with the Beatles to to have someone like that represented at these shows. Definitely Brian Wilson. Hey, come on. (laughs) You know, he, he was such a great part of the 60s that great Beach Boys catalog, and what followed as well. Right. But as far as the British invasion, you don't see any of those people there. Yeah, you know, It would have been nice. I mean, I know that there are not marquee names today, but the people who were associated with the Beatles, that the Beatles helped, the Billy J. Kramer, Jerry Marsden, people like that, you don't see them at these Beatle tribute concerts. They're not asked to be, you know, and that's really a shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do agree with that point of view. But at the same time, I like hearing a mixture of both the old and the new. But like you said, Steve, it really comes down to whether it's done well or not. There are some people who don't like different arrangements of Beatles songs. They right. Sure to no, keep that's, it.
1: Very, that's very true also. Yeah. There, there are some people that are very traditional and, and, you know, that's absolutely true.
0: I like artists who have a style of their own and they put their own stamp on it. And right. My, my favorite Beatle cover is Earth, Wind Fire's Got to Get You Into My Life. It was their own arrangement of the song. They Mm. put their own spin on it, you know, and, you know, they made the song their own. The Beatles version, obviously, is a classic. I will always cherish that one. And I love Earth, Wind & Fire's version, too. I love what Stevie Wonder did with We Can Work It Out. You know, I love... uh, There's a lot of Beatle covers that I like, but I tend to like the ones where artists put more of themselves in instead of trying to copy the original. So... You know, when it comes to these tributes, I'm all for them, and uh, I love seeing tributes to any of the Beatles individually or as a group. And I like seeing a mixture of different people from different eras, because, like I said, I think that's that's a very powerful statement right there. Mm-hmm. It means that the Beatles are not just a nostalgia act, you know, appealing to the people of their generation when they first came out.
1: Well, that's absolutely so. true. I mean, they're you know they they live on. It's just it's amazing.
0: Yeah, if you go back to the ones that Yoko did for John, I remember the one that uh, the one in Liverpool in 1990. I loved that concert. Mm-hmm. You, you have veterans <laughs> at the time. Hall and Oates was they were veteran. That was a veteran act then. Uh, you know, you had Lenny Kravitz who was newer then, and he was amazing at that concert doing Cold Turkey. I like when you mix the old and the new. And uh, Yoko, I think, is very much aware of that, and not just in the concerts, but when there are. Uh, compilations that get put together, like the campaign for Darfur, you had a lot of newer artists of that time covering John's music, mixed with you two. You know, it's that approach, and I think that's very smart.
1: Getting back to the to the iTunes uh, download, it just so happens that within the past uh, fifteen minutes, I got an uh, an email from iTunes advertising this, <laughs> and and. But what's interesting is at the bottom it says, "Check out their brand new pages on iTunes so this is again this is basically to call people's attention to the solo careers. This really has little to only marginally to do with the beatles it's it's they're pushing the solo they're they're looking for a way to market solo careers and they and and it it's probably a good idea so
0: all right. Well, there's there's two sides to every coin. So uh, and uh, hopefully we explain both sides here on the show. Yep. So.
1: Yeah, and we actually did it without, you know, screaming at each other.
0: We never <laughs> scream at each other.
1: I know. We need to do that. You know, some of, like some of those uh, cable news opinion shows. People people love
0: that. <laughs> I think if we ever really had a knockdown fist fight. Uh oh. You know, or I mean, verbally. Yeah, that would be news. That would
1: be news. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway.
0: So if right. you if you would like to comment on this show or get in touch with us, we have our own email address, which is thingswe said today radio show at gmail dot com. If you want to get in touch with Steve individually, how mm-hmm. can people do that, Steve? You can.
1: Yes, they they, they do. You can write to me at Beatles at gmail dot com. You can also uh, look, uh, check me out on Facebook. Under my name and under Beatles Examiner, I'm on Twitter under my name and Beatles Examiner. I'm too many places probably. My arms are stretching. That's how 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 many places I'm trying to touch.
0: Okay. But anyway,
1: uh, feel please get in touch about the show, about you know about the writing, about any about anything you know. If you have a, even a question that's unrelated to that, uh, and uh, you know have a have you know, need an answer, I'll try to get it for you.
0: Okay, and if anyone wants to get in touch with me directly, you can write to me at everylittlething at net. And by all means, please check out my website, which is com. And uh, on the website, it's packed with so many different things, interviews that you can listen to with people connected to the Beatles, especially a lot of Beatle authors, some of the same ones that you hear on this show. So if you, if you haven't gotten enough yet of Dennis Alstrand, or Luca Parasi, or Dave Morrell, or any of the people that we've interviewed recently, there's another interview you can check out on my website. And uh, in addition to that, you can uh, find Beatles Trivia every single week, and I give away prizes all the time, your choice of one of three prizes. And I have special contests that get run every now and then, some unique item, and often it's a CD or a DVD or a book that's signed by the artist. So again, that's at KenMichaelsRadio.com. dot com. You could also friend me on Facebook at Ken Michaels, and um, listen to my own radio show, Every Little Thing, which is on WNHU live Wednesday nights from eight to ten Eastern at WNHU. dot net. Okay. There you go. I think that covers everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I could obviously say check me out on Examiner. dot com. I I have multiple columns. Four columns about the Beatles, including the Beatles Examiner. I write about the
0: uh, monkeys,
1: Weird Al Yankovic, and vintage Rock and Roll, and TV on DVD. So check me out mm. anyway.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. my yes. sy- the syndicated version of Every Little Thing, is also heard... <laughs> wait a minute, I'm tying this together. It's heard oh. with our show, Things We Said Today, on Fab4Radio.com. That's and right. They're That's bundled. Right.
1: And thank you, Fab4Radio.com, for... Running the show uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. In fact, uh, they run they run the first the first airing of the show is at noon on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there you
0: go. Yeah, but check out all the great programming on fab4radio.com. Yep. Yes, thanks to Matt at the station there for running both shows. See how I bundle them together.
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: Okay. Right. I I do see that. <laughs> yep. Uh And also. Yeah. Since we don't thank him enough, thanks to Michael Lynch for coming up with the theme for us.
1: Yes, definitely thank you to Michael Lynch.
0: All right, so this has been fun. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Ken Michaels for Things We Said Today, and I'll see you next time.
1: And this is Steve, Steve Marinucci for Things We Said Today, Listening, who will be listening to his EP, free EP from iTunes, and we'll see you next time.